Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day, welcome to Battle Ready. Let's begin with a prayer. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our light, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, Mom. It is Monday. My mother is back with us. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Okay. How are you? Good. So today the person I'm asking people to pray for is our uh, sound technician, Larry, who you sometimes hear introduce me on this show. He's uh, in the hospital with some health complications. So keep Larry in your prayers today. Also, this massive earthquake that has uh, rifled through parts of Turkey. If you could keep those people in your prayers, the survivors, and the, of course, we're up to, I think, 2,500 killed, and that oh. will climb as they start digging people or digging uh, the, the rubble out. So massive earthquake in Europe. Uh, also, you know, you have to know, if you maybe you don't know this, but last night the Grammy Awards were on. I saw that on the... Um, the scroller of tells me what's on TV at a certain time. And I said, there's no way I'm going to watch that. That's going to be a complete debacle of anti-Christian rhetoric. And you know what? This morning in the news, very interesting. Um, one of the winners last night, his name is Sam Smith. He brought in his performance, Satan, Whips and Cages, and it was a, a, a homage to the devil. Mm. So when you're... When you're having a CBS, by the way, I would boycott. If you watch any shows on CBS, stop, send a letter to CBS, say, I'm no longer watching your company's broadcast because you worship Satan on that channel. This is when the devil's so bold that he's going to come out on stage on a nationally broadcast event and be promoted. You know we're living in the times where uh, everything's about to flip upside down because He's never done this. This has never been so bold. He likes to hide and pretend he doesn't exist. But now he's so emboldened as to just go on stage and be worshipped. And that's what the people did. They worshipped him. So shame on CBS, I would say. any, And that's also that rubbish show, 60 Minutes, that came from there as well. So just stop watching CBS altogether. Let them know you hate their programming and you're not watching it anymore. Okay. What do you want yeah. to talk about? <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk about the uh, gospel from yesterday, salt and light, which uh, really fits right in with that, that we need to be the salt and the light right now. Um, so I'll begin by just reading the, the gospel passage about it. It's from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. 
Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. So, it says that we, yes, you and I, are called by Jesus to be salt and light. Um, we're entrusted to be the instruments for conversion of those around us. And there was never a greater need in our, in, than on our day today. So we're, we're called to sprinkle the salt of Jesus, which is his presence, radiating in us on a world losing its way. So every day that's what we're called to be. We're, we're called to sprinkle the salt of Jesus around. Are we doing it? Are we on the road to heaven or on the broad road to hell? Am I like the rest of the world? So these are questions we need to ask ourselves. What have we done with the gift of the Holy Spirit that we received at baptism and confirmation? We have received the Spirit, and uh, it's, I'm afraid it's dormant in many of us. Is the Holy Spirit working in us? And I would have to say, sadly, in some of us, the flame has gone out. And without the Holy Spirit, we just see the material world and not the big picture, the spiritual world. So many people just see the material. I'm sure you you experience that as well, Father. Yes, uh, it's um, the supernatural. Although the supernatural is fascinating to the world, they tend to lean towards the dark side of supernatural. Mm. And the holy side of supernatural is by and large ignored or um, scorned in many, like last night. You know, that was a direct mockery of mm. God, and uh, millions tuned in and probably enjoyed it. So, yeah, there's there's a great darkness, which is why he's calling us to be the light. And two things, the Lord is so definitive in this passage from the gospel. First of all, he says, you. He's not talking just to people long ago or the mm -hmm. person next to you. It's you. And... He's uh, he's very definitive in saying that both of these things depend on us. If we are not salt and light, then no one else will be, and we will have utterly, basically voided our worth. Um, the mission is part of the vocation of being a Christian. It, you can't pick. This is what this is what we see all over the place, especially the politicians. I'm a Catholic. I just don't mm. follow the rules. Well, guess what? Then you're not a Catholic, in fact. When you come up and say amen, when, when the priest says the body of Christ, what you're saying amen to is everything the church promulgates and teaches. You're giving your great amen to that. It's not just amen to the body of Christ. It's all that encompasses what, this, what, this, what Jesus came to bring and to teach. And so this is important in, in the mission, that we would not... Uh, sidestep being the salt and the light in certain circumstances. Now, what's really interesting is this is spoken to this crowd immediately after he just gave the Beatitudes. And the, and the last Beatitude is, blessed are you when you're persecuted. So what he's kind of doing here is saying, the persecution is here. Now you must be salt and light, meaning do not, do not walk away from this call because of peer pressure, because of persecution, because of oppression. You must stand firm and you must be salt and you must be light. It's right on the heels of him saying you will be persecuted. So he's kind. He's trying to strengthen us for what is coming. 
Well, it's very interesting that so many politicians and and, and leaders in the church are uh, going against church teaching and yet still claiming that they're devout and practicing Catholics. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, uh, again, because there's so much of that, it needs to be counteracted by us being the salt and the light, even in a little way, which, which has big ramifications in the spiritual world. But the problem, I think, with a lot of people is that we feel so inadequate and weak. And how could God possibly use us? Well, the answer is because at our baptism, we did become adopted sons and daughters. We, we have been brought into this new life, and we can be the light of the world. We have it within us. And the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us if we're faithful. He's guiding us and directing us. So we, we mustn't uh, look at it as though we're inadequate. Uh, first of all, we need to listen more closely to his insp- the Holy Spirit's inspirations. He has chosen us, and he wants to work through us to bring God's kingdom to other people. Uh, if it's not going to come through us, who's it going to come through? You know, the, uh, there's, there's the believers, and then there's the people uh, that we just spoke about who are making a mockery of the faith. Yeah, you know, it, it reminds me of that story of um, the starfish. You ever hear that story? No. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I did. There's this old man on the beach, and he's he's writing. He's a writer, and he's writing a story. And um, there's a big storm that washed up, you know, these thousands of starfish all over the shoreline. And in the distance, he notices uh, a, a small boy approaching. And as the boy walked towards him every so often, uh he would see that he's occasionally bending down to pick up something and throw it into the sea. And as the boy gets closer to the man, you know, they have a conversation. Uh, and the man says, what are you doing? And the boy says, I'm throwing the starfish into the ocean. And when the sun comes out, they're going to die if I don't throw them back in the water. And the old man says, but there's thousands of these starfish. You're not going to be able to make any difference. And the boy bent down and threw one into the ocean and said, well, it made a difference for that one. <laughs> so, like, that's the point. Yeah. Your, God isn't asking you to save the world. Jeez, that's Jesus's job. He's asking you to do your part. And it might just be for one person today to have that special encounter or that prayer for one person. That that person, it will make a difference. Now, if the whole body's doing this, you know, I think there's a billion Catholics on the planet. If every day, every Catholic picked up their cross and offered it up for one person, do you know how many people are in the world? Seven billion. In one week, we could have touched the entire planet, every single person, by every Catholic, just the Catholics, doing one sacrificial thing for one person for seven days, the whole planet would be covered. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, Blessed Mother in Medjugorje, she touches one person at a time. You know, she she goes for that one soul at a time, and yet in the end, she does she does get to many, many, many of us. But she she always goes for that. She speaks to one person at a time. So I I think we could say that we're in a time of pruning right now. Lots of people are leaving the church. Um, there's so many. So many of our family members, so many of our friends, so many of our neighbors don't go to church. They're caught up in the ways of the world. You know, speaking to a family member yesterday about a, another 
uh, problem in the family. And uh, talking about, I said, well, I'm going to be saying a rosary a day for that now. And she was looking at all the ways to solve this problem in, in the world, the way the world does. And she, she said to me, oh, yeah, you go ahead. You say your, ro- you say your Hail Marys. And uh, yeah, that won't hurt. You know, it was, it was, um, it was like a bit of mockery. Uh, because that's how people, are, are tr- they're just in their mind. They think that it has to be a, a human solution. But, um, you know, it's our job to intercede for all the people, the conversion of sin is all the people that we know that have left because um, they're not they're not being filled with the graces. And especially our youth, they're so challenged on so many fronts. Yes. It's like a t- it's like a tidal wave coming against them. Yeah. So many uh, young people, young, happy Catholics go off to college and they come back angry atheists. That's I'm seeing it more and more and more. Um, I said yesterday to the congregation, I said, I'm I'm starting, I'm at the point where I'm going to start recommending do not send your kids to college. I've, been, say, I've been saying the, that to the people. Faith, the faith is in jeopardy. This is a bad thing. Uh, there's got to be a different way, another path. But, um, you know, today we celebrate the martyrs, Paul Mickey and his companions who were uh, crucified, crucified in 15... I think 79 in Nagasaki, Japan. Uh, there was, I think, 26 of them. Many of them were Franciscans. Some of them were Jesuits. But they were praying and they were singing psalms as they're being crucified. Uh, these people had the faith. <laughs> this is real faith. This is a real witness of the faith. And tomorrow are the Franciscan martyrs of Soroki Brejig. Have you been there? Yes. Yeah. So, again, true faith. These people tomorrow, I'll talk about it tomorrow in detail, but they were offered the chance to run away. Um, the communists said, just take off your habits and leave. Go get a real job and start working and, and, and contributing to society. And they wouldn't do it. So they demanded that they step on a crucifix. And one by one, they knelt down and kissed it. And they were shot in the head and uh, then thrown into a pit to be burned. Um, they all did it. They all did it. Not one ran away, not one left to go pursue something else. Why? Because they believe in the promises of Jesus Christ, that there is a reward waiting for those who are faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's, it's very powerful to go to visit that site. It is, yeah. So, yeah, we, we have, um, we're in a bad time, that's for sure. And the salt and the light was never more important than it is today so salt uh, in the ancient world was very precious Um, it was used to preserve food because they didn't have refrigeration like we have today and without it the food would rot Uh, so it was a a purifier for the meat It, it added flavor it was also an antiseptic so uh However, it can lose its flavor, and it become and it can become useless. So, if we take that to the spiritual world, life, the Christian can also lose its flavor and can become darkness. So, if we're not going forward in firmness, we're sliding backwards. That's an axiom of the spiritual life. There's no there's no standing still in the spiritual life. You're either moving forward or you're sliding back. So, we have to be careful that. Uh, our salt doesn't lose its flavor and we and that we don't become lukewarm 
and careless and, uh, you know, not doing what we're supposed to be doing every day. Um, it, we're living in a time of tolerance, tolerance for everything. Everything is tolerated except Christianity. The truth isn't tolerated. Uh, truth is non-existent. Uh, everything is relative. And what may be true for you may be not true for me. And, and different groups live under different truths. Well, society, as we're seeing, cannot function in this way. God has given us the truth in his word, and it's the way we get to heaven. Uh, but so, so few are following it right now. Uh, even Christianity today is allowing heresies and compromise and comfort-seeking. Uh, faith is like falling asleep. Uh, people are just going through the motions if they come at all. Well, Christian, yes, all the all the Christian denominations have collapsed years ago, and caved in for, to everything that the people demanded: gay marriage, abortion, everything. Yeah, it's the Catholics that were the last to hold out, and now there's cardinals and bishops clamoring for the same thing for this church, which that would be an, that's apostasy. You can't do that. It's that we we would become heretics to endorse those things. So that it's not going to happen. If it does, there'll be a schism and there'll be another split in the church. But uh, you know, Jesus said his church will prevail to the end. So there will be a remnant, perhaps, that has to be going on without a large group of these people that want these things. But that you just can't you can't do it. Well, Pope Benedict said that. He said the church is going to have to go back almost to its roots and start all over from the beginning, but it will be purer and holier when that Stronger happens. and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today, you know, Jesus, if you're catching what he's saying, he's saying if you lose your flavor, you're nothing. You're good for nothing. He's talking about the salt, but it's he's applying it to people. So mm -hmm. as Catholics... We've signed up to be specialists of this salt and light. That means that if we go off and do something else instead, we are nothing and we're good for nothing. It's an all or nothing scenario. He said that if you've decided to be his disciple, you're either going to do that or else be nothing. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a, a social worker. Jesus has plenty of those and so does the devil, by the way. Your first and only mission is to be true and uncompromising in your Christianity. Everything else is just a commentary. So this, and this is part of the problem. People do not put their faith in the first position, right? We see it all the time, all the time. Well, it says right in that scripture, if, if, you, if salt loses its flavor, it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. Good so, for nothing. It, good for nothing. There's also a, a scripture in Revelations 3, 15 to 16 that says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Uh, it, it, Jesus is very clear. Uh, now think about the darkness that we're living in right now. The, the world is so dark, so dark uh, spiritually. And, you know, if if... There could come a, a day when suddenly, physically, we go into a darkness. But right now, the spiritual darkness is, it, you could cut it with a knife. And what he said was, you, you are the light of the world, not merely a light. So if the Catholics who are called to be the light are not the light, it means the world is now a darker place because you're not being a light. And that's, that is the primary reason we're living in such darkness. There's too many people who 
know what is right and wrong, but just for whatever reason are not going to promote it. They're standing off. And, you know, that's very interesting because on the second, Our Lady of Good Success, she said that one of the biggest problems that would happen in the 20th century and onward is that the people who had the ability to change the, the wrong to the right did nothing. Mm. Right? That's not shining the light. It's turning yeah. off the light. In, and, and then we have darkness. Well, we are definitely living in a time of darkness. Uh, and uh, the light of Jesus in the hearts of believers is so important. Uh, it's it's our mission to be the light bearers of Jesus, especially when it's dark out. And the first Christians were the salt of the earth. Uh, and look at the times they lived in. And we have to ask ourselves, are we the salt of the earth? Uh, are we a, a source of peace for others or anxiety? We have a choice every day. So this kingdom work for, that God has called us to do, and we each have a role to play. Um, he, God gives each of us a particular mission in his plan of salvation. And it's important for us to figure out what that role is. Um, we need to make a difference with the people we interact with every day. So <clears throat> I have a, a message from Medjugorje that fits in with this. It's from March 2nd, 2012, uh, 10 years, more than 10 years ago. 11 years ago. Dear children, through the immeasurable love of God, I am coming among you and I am persistently calling you into the arms of my son. With a motherly heart, I am imploring you, my children, but I am also repeatedly warning you that concern for those who have not come to know my son be in the first place for you. Do not permit that by looking at you in your life, they are not overcome by a desire to come to know him. Pray to the Holy Spirit for my son to be impressed within you. Pray that you can be apostles of the divine light in this time of darkness and hopelessness. This is a time of your trial. With a rosary in hand and love in your heart, set out with me. I am leading you towards Easter in my son. Pray for those whom my son has chosen, that they can always live through him and in him, the high priest. Thank you. That pretty much says it all. Yeah. So um, I think that we all have to be very concerned about the conversion of sinners. The ones that we know, uh, it, it really, because they're in our realm, in our, in our circle, let's say, uh, we're kind of responsible for that. Uh, so uh, if we could just start there with the people we know, you know, the, the family, the, the friends, the neighbors, the young people, just start right there. Even if the young people are close to God now, there's so many challenges coming at them. They need extra prayers. So Lent is coming. It's time to figure out what we're going to do for Lent, and it's only two weeks away. It's a good time to start thinking about that now. So we're challenged to be the salt of the earth. I may only be a grain of salt, but each grain has its place. Uh, and so be the salt, be the light. Yep. It's interesting because, um, you, you know, the more you read into this, he's he, he's speaking to his followers. So he's speaking to the, the Catholic community, basically. And I always find this so fascinating that all these gifts that are in the Catholic community, you know, like the first Saturday devotion, the first Friday devotion, Divine Mercy, they're only available to Catholics. Yeah. But 
where there is great blessing, there's also great responsibility. And on the flip side is this scripture about light. He's saying, you are the light of the world. He's not, listen, Buddha can't do it. Muhammad can't do it. Science can't do it. Humanism can't do it. It's going to be you. You have to be the light. And if the world is getting darker, don't be blaming it on everybody else. It's because we are not shining the light, right? And we see this. We see this. It's almost like there's there's a uh, spell that's come over the, the whole world and all these people are being um, lulled into a sleepiness instead of being awake and being watchmen, being the watchmen on the tower. Where are the watchmen? Uh, there's very few bishops who are outspoken about all the issues that are dragging the world into deeper darkness. And it, and it begs the question, where are the watchmen on the tower? I'm not hearing it, not hearing it at all. You well, know, I was speaking yesterday about people who were salt and light, you know, um, the diocese of uh, Bavaria, the, not diocese, the, 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 the municipality of Bavaria in G Germany uh, in 2018 declared every public building would have a crucifix in the entrance. Why? Because we want to declare that this was the greatest event that ever happened in the history of the world, that God would save his, his people through Jesus Christ. So the banks, when you walk in a bank in Bavaria, there's a crucifix at the entryway. Can you imagine? We don't even have them in our Catholic hospitals. We don't have them in, our, uh, in many of the Catholic schools. There's no crucifix anymore. I mean, they've, ta they've taken them out. Uh, I know in Nashville, the Catholic hospital, no more, no crucifixes. We don't want to offend anybody. Um, that's being salt and light. And then, again, back to Our Lady of Good Success, last point. Uh, she predicted in the future would come a great Catholic man who would be uh, elected president of Ecuador, and he will consecrate the country to the Sacred Heart. And uh, Joseph Marino was eventually elected and did that. He consecrated the country to the Sacred Heart. Only time in history a country has been consecrated to the Sacred Heart, before or since. That didn't come from the bishops. It came from a secular politician. Can you imagine? That's salt and light. Yes, yes. Well, Pope John Paul II calls for people to be the watchmen, especially the young people. I remember he did say that. There was a, a youth gathering in Rome, and uh, I actually came home late at night when I turned it on. I was, wasn't tired, and I watched it, and he asked the young people to be watchmen uh, for the new millennium which was coming. And uh, he asked them that they would possibly be martyrs in the future. And he asked how many would do it and they all stood up. It was amazing. So uh, there's great hope on the future too. Yeah, because her heart's going to triumph. That's, that's, that's what we're waiting on. Okay, it was a fast show, but it's over. Gotta go. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. You're May welcome. Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is Father Dan signing off.